Hey, folks, NFL 17-game season, Helmets Off is on. Welcome to another episode of Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell, your host. Uh, that's right, the NFL has decided that uh, we're going to have 17 games this season. Uh, also on today's show, we're, well, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about what's the easiest job, coaching job, in all of sports and what's the hardest one and you might find out that the easiest uh, might be the hardest as well uh, anyways so fun show We're, we'll break all that down for you happy to do it but uh, again thank you for joining in and please go to uh, Facebook at the Helmets Off podcast and Twitter at the Helmets Off show like us comment uh, thank you for uh, your support, and uh, let's get at it here. All right, so um, I was asked the question, what is the easiest coaching job in all of sports, right? What, 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 it, what possibly could it be? And uh, you, you, think of, uh, you think of like, <laughs> uh, well, let me do like, Let's just start with let's start with the three major sports. Well, we can do four, right? We'll do we'll do hockey, we'll do basketball, and we'll include men and women's professional basketball, uh, hockey, uh, major league baseball, and the NFL. And so you go well in all of those sports. As a head coach, who do you think has the easiest? Which sport would have the easiest? And I would say, crazy as it may sound. I would say the easiest would be an NBA coach and probably men's NBA because uh, the, the game is in, in, in women's basketball. It's, it's the better, like if you, want, if you want a purest form of basketball, like sound principles, rebounding, passing, dribbling, a team concept, go to the, go to the WNBA. If you want, hey, it's all about me, it's one-on-one, -on -one. it's isolation, it's three-point shots and slam dunks, which are all exciting, then go to the NBA. But people aren't going to follow their shot. They're not going to box out. Uh, there's not a whole lot of team concept and things, which makes it harder. So the reason I say an NBA coach is the easiest is simply this. Uh, the, let's just face it. The, the inmates are running the asylum here, okay? The the players dictate the terms. The players dictate who's going to be on the team and, and, and how it's going to flow. And when I say the players, I'm saying the superstar players uh, without, without question, without question um, are the ones that, uh, uh, you know, it makes it so much easier on the head coach. And, and you have better players, you're a better coach. And the easier your job is, uh, it's a hard deal when you don't have a very good team, uh, and and uh, then then it really becomes a challenging situation. But just in general, I would say that a that a an NFL or an NBA coach actually has the easiest job. And 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 obviously, um, well, we'll get into that later. But I I just think that's that's the easiest job. Now, if you were taking like let's take. Clearly, in general terms, the easier job of coaching is at a position group. Just look at how much people get paid, right? Offense, defensive coordinators get paid the most. And then, you know, of course, you have your head coach. 
but then then you kind of have position groups. So you'll have uh, you'll have the tight end coach, you'll have the wide receiver coach, you'll have the running back coach, uh, you'll have the quarterback coach, you'll have the the line coach, the linebacker coach, the DB coach, you have a special teams coach. So you would say like special teams, right? Because it's not, it's, it's not really special. And, and it's really, even with the way the rules are in the NFL today, and we're just talking the NFL here and, and even college football too, uh, it's really a prohibitive for these special teams coaches to do a whole lot. Like you can't have an onside kick. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're limiting uh, kickoffs. I mean, so many kickoffs today are going in the end zone. You, you know, most of the time you fair, you fair catch punts if you have a halfway decent punter. And it's all about maintaining your lane <laughs> and making sure you, you maintain your leverage. And that's part of maintaining your lane. So you don't create these huge gaps and you're forcing everything to a point. And, and so if you can teach that, which really isn't too hard, plus you have a bunch of guys who are, um, you know, they're motivated just to be on the team. Like they know this is the only reason I'm here. So you're not getting people to go, oh, I don't want to be here or this stinks. You're getting people that are going to give you amazing effort, incredible effort. So it's not really a super, super hard job along with there's not a lot of people that will go you know what i aspire to be a special teams coach there's just not a lot of people that do that they don't everyone wants to be a head coach they want to be a coordinator they want to be something that's that's glamorous and and uh you know so so that kind of you know is one of those those positions um and then really it's i'm going to say I'm going to say in every position, <laughs> okay, it's running back coach or tight end coach is by far the easiest position in the NFL to coach. Actually, actually, I'm going to say defensive line might even be easier, okay? So you have defensive linemen. I'll get back to tight ends and running backs, but let's go, let's go to defensive linemen. And I used to I used to make fun of these guys, you know, because you're in a quarterback meeting forever and you have to know what your assignment is, which is knowing what everyone else's assignment is. You have to know what the whole entire defense is. Uh, you have to know what fronts are to for run for running plays, for pass protections. You have to know, okay, what what are my reads? I mean, it's just it's insane, right? And to have someone coach you that and teach you that is it's not an easy job. And to be a coordinator, offense or defense. Not an easy job, okay? It's just not. But uh, but being a defensive line coach, it's like, okay, all right? You're either going to go in this gap or that gap. That's it. Like, like there aren't any other options. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. we'll get super creative and super um, unsound, and we'll have you go in that gap way over there, which doesn't really ever happen but it could. And that's all you got to do. I'm just going to, I'm a defensive lineman. I'm going to go here or here. I'm going to go right or left. And, and it's, and, and guess what? Most of the time I'm not going to go any, any further than maybe three or four yards. 
Now, there's certainly technique involved in like your stance. You know, how, how do I get in a, in a stance where I can, I can be aggressive and create, you know, penetration and a pass rush, but where I also can be stout enough to, you know, fend off a block and, and not just get blown off the line of scrimmage. And that's all, that all starts with your stance. And then it, it ends with, do I fire out? Do I stand up? Do I play too high? Where's my hand placement? So there's, I mean, there's, there's things involved in it and there's techniques about pass rushing and, uh, and all that stuff, but it isn't like, by no means is it rocket science. And we, we'd be in training camp. We have meetings every night. And it's like, seriously, what do you defensive linemen talk about in your meeting? Well, do I go here or there? And like, how long does it take to talk about that? <laughs> a defensive lineman would be better suited that the entire practice was um, devoted to one-on-one -on -one pass rush drills. Really? I mean, I don't know that they could ever get enough work at that in a practice. No question about it, right? So easiest job in all of sports is coaching defensive line. And, and second is tight ends. <laughs> because here, here's why. So tight ends, tight ends kind of, they, they go with the, the offensive linemen and they go with the wide receivers. So you're the tight end coach. It's kind of like you defer to the, the O-line coach on blocking schemes. Like he's going to dictate the terms of, okay, on this run, you do this. On this, you know, pass protection, you do this. And, and he's going to kind of inform you of what you're doing. So the tight end coach, all they do is go, hey, the O-line coach wants you to do it. Like, like you don't have to come up with any of that stuff. And, and, and basically, like, they can get anybody to be a tight end coach. Like, you can't, like, you teach a guy how to run routes and things like that and, and maybe footwork and, and, and on, on pass protections, on run plays. Uh, it's very similar to defensive line. It's more. It's, there's more involved because you're, you are blocking in the run game. You are protecting at times in the passing game. And you are going out and running routes. So, so a coach kind of has to coach you up on a lot of those things. And the same with a running back, right? I mean, it's just like it's, it's, there's, only, there's only so many steps. Like, I'll just tell you right now, we had running back coaches to coach Barry Sanders. <laughs> you think they coached Barry Sanders? Not in a million years did they coach Barry Sanders. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna, I taught Barry everything he knows. Like, no, he didn't. Barry Sanders just instinctively and athletically knew all that stuff. And, and, and there may be some pointers here and there, but you think Dan Marino used to say, until you play 10 years in the NFL at quarterback, don't, don't even tell me how to throw the stinking football. Don't even tell me how to read. I mean, you want the easiest job in the world, coach uh, a superstar. Be the quarterback coach for Tom Brady. Be the quarterback coach for Drew Brees. I mean, there's an easy job. <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm here to coach you, but really what I'd like to do is just learn from you. If you don't mind, you know, I'll just, I'll just get a paycheck and, and we'll just, you know, I'll just live in your world and, and we can just talk through things. And, you know, I come in here and here's the game plan, which you already have. You already know. You certainly don't need me around to tell you about it. I mean, really, coaching a superstar. I remember Mike Holmgren talking about he was at BYU. He's a quarterback coach at BYU, and he went 
to the San Francisco 49ers to be the quarterback coach of Joe Montana, who had just won the Super Bowl. And, and of course, Bill Walsh, right? So you got, you got Bill Walsh and you have Joe Montana and you have Jerry, Jerry Rice. And we have all these guys and, and Tom, Tom Holmgren or Mike Holmgren, we call him Tom Homo. Mike Holmgren, like, he don't know anything, anything. And so uh, Joe Montana, the first time they meet, he goes, I want you to coach me hard. I want you to push me. And that really stuck with Mike Holmgren. He's like, great players want to be great. They want to they be greater. Anyways, um, I, I found that fascinating. <laughs> yeah, coaching a superstar. I am brilliant. I am an amazing coach because, and, and you don't coach them, right? You just, you just make sure you don't coach it out of them. That's really what you do uh, when you coach a great player. You know, someone who's, who's average and is, you know, it's one thing to really maximize their abilities which you're always doing as a coach. Uh, you're, you're always saying, you know, look, I, I, I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm just, uh, don't screw it up kind of thing. And you don't coach everybody the same. You just don't. Really great coaches do not coach everybody the same way. And they'll admit it. And some of, you know, some of the coaches that are average are ones that say, you know, just got their head stuck in the sand. You just say, this is kind of all I know. It's all I do. And this is what I expect. And it's like, I don't really care about you. You just fit into my world. And it's not about making you the very best you can possibly be. That's a great coach. All right, uh, take a break. We come back. Well, what's the hardest coach? What's the toughest coach? All right, folks, welcome back. It's Helmets Off, uh, talking about what is the hardest coaching profession or position in sports, and what's the easiest. We talked about some of the easiest, you know, really, bottom line, coach a superstar. <laughs> that's the easiest, that's the easiest coaching job there is, or so you think, but, you know, it is. Uh, here's the hardest one, okay? And, and I, I mentioned how the easiest is kind of – the hardest as well. So I talked about being a special teams coach and, and really another, another position coach. Um, it's hard, but it's also easy. And this will make sense here in just a second. If you're, if you're a football coach and you want stability, like you want long-term uh, job protection, there are two coaching positions that you want to have. And so that's what that's where these are easy, right? So being a special teams coach is easy in that if you can do it and you want to do it, you'll always have a job. If you're an offensive line coach, maybe the hardest um, position or, or coaching job in sports. And uh, and I'll explain that in just a minute. But it also is the easiest in that no one wants to be a line coach. They don't. And, but when you have a good one, I mean, you have a good one, you're worth your weight in gold. So you'll always have a job. So, so it's kind of hard and it's kind of easy all in the same thing. And there have been some outstanding offensive line coaches and, and uh, I mean, an outstanding coach this period. Um, but those, those positions can be hard and easy. So here's why 
here's why um, being a, a, a line coach in professional sports, not college, because college is, it's just, you don't use as much um, information. You don't, your, your playbook is not as deep as an NFL playbook in both running and, and passing. And that's what really makes it hard is you're asking your players on one play to go forward on a run, like we're going to come off the ball and we're going to go get people. And, and then in the next play, you need to go backwards. Like you're retreating and you're trying to stop people at the same time. So teaching guys how to go forward and backward, who are by nature very large. And a lot of people would say maybe unathletic or uncoordinated. Not true, just so you know. NFL offensive linemen, massively talented athletes. You cannot play anywhere at any position in the NFL if you are not an athlete. Okay, You will be exposed and you'll be gone in a New York minute when uh, you don't have ability. So uh, that's a that's a, a misnomer and and then it's not it's not a true thing. Okay, so um, teaching these guys to go backwards and forwards, and and the skill set and the coordination with other players, and the um, the techniques that are involved in and they're very different in the run game as they are in the passing game. Your steps your initial contact, like how and where your hand placement is and actually blocking two, two guys blocking one guy and then they shift their body and the one guy takes over and the second guy moves up to like block a linebacker. Um, you have to cover and see more of the field than, you know, it's not just the guy right in front of you kind of thing uh, is in the, in the passing game and in the running game. And so understanding what you're looking at, what you're seeing uh, really helps, you know, but it's hard. It's, it's hard to, to, to teach and to coach and, and to really get down. I mean, a really good offensive line coach, so much technique is involved uh, in all the aspects of the game that are required for an O-line coach, okay? Uh, and it's a critical, I mean, I would tell you if I'm a head coach, if I'm a head coach, the first guy I want to hire is an offensive line coach. Like you, you have, you have to have that guy. Now, if you have a coordinator who has that guy, then that's how you hire that guy. <laughs> In other words, you hire the coordinator and then, and knowing that you're getting that O-line coach, but you have to make sure you get that O-line coach. It is, it is on the entire football team, in my opinion, the most critical position, coaching position. It just is. It is the heartbeat. It is the center of anything that you do offensively and 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 then you say well what about defense defensive line all the defensive linemen are doing are they're going forward they don't drop back at all it's like they're just coming at you mm-hmm. how do we come at you uh how do we get you and uh and like you know some of the really good d-line coaches said hey um you know i'll I'll tackle the running back on my way to the quarterback, but I'm on my way to the quarterback on every single play. So how hard is that, right? <laughs> I have one objective, get that guy. That's it. And, uh, and our whole line is not, not that way. It's not. It's, it's actually involved. But really, it, I mean, I don't want to minimize that. But I will tell you that uh, being a coordinator – um, 
is a brutally tough job as well. Just being able to understand situations, understand the personnel you have, how do you coordinate between running and passing the ball? And, and, and they're both, if you're smart and you're good, they play off each other very well. Uh, you know, how, how, and there's, you know, the ones that are really good are really good and there's not that many of them and they, they just understand football. They understand. And I'm just talking about football here, but, but reality, let's face it, the toughest and easiest jobs in sport. Well, the easiest coaching NBA teams, the hardest is by far. So the hardest coaching job of all in all of sports is being a head football coach in the NFL. It's a brutal thing. And it's not just, it's not just the, you know, being responsible for your team, which is enough. I mean, of all the sports, it has the most people you're responsible for. You know, hockey has a certain number, basketball, baseball, but it's not near the, the personnel. You also have the most assistant coaches. And by the way, co coaching assistants can be hard. I mean, Buddy Ryan and Mike Ditka hated each other. Of course, Buddy Ryan hated everyone, but uh, there are egos and there and managing all of that and getting people uh, on uh, on board with your vision and having you know some 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 coordinators some coaches don't have respect for the head coach some of them uh, are these um, kind of um, cancers you know they're they're talking behind the head coach's back I mean the NFL is a tough business and coaching is brutal and the reason is if you're in that fraternity you're in. And it's just hard to get in. And a lot of times you see so much nepotism and crazy stuff going on that, um, you know, are these people really that, you know, deserving of this? And, and if they're not, they're usually a tight end coach or a running back coach or a D line coach or whatever. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not the highest priority coach there is. So, but being a head coach and managing all of that and managing players and, and uh, managing ownership and dealing with the media. Uh, and the pressure that's on you is brutal, right? It's just brutal. And like, you're going to get fired. Like, it's just, you know, it's like, I'm going to go into a profession that uh, I pretty much know I'm going to get fired from. And I'm going to have to move from place to place and how you build up and, and get to, uh, you know, a place where you, you have success and you make money at it. It's hard. You know, it's, it's really hard. Uprooting your family, moving your family, never being around your family. I mean, I mean, you're 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 invested in this 24/7. You're constantly looking at how do we replenish our team through uh, the draft and trades and free agent. I mean, there's just there is just a ton of work, and you do not have time for a lot of other things. And it is your life, and and uh, there really isn't anything else. And to me, I think that is the most difficult um, job you could have in in all of sports. All right, we come back. Uh, NFL, 17-game season. Woo, that'll be fun. All right, uh, stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, folks, welcome back. Final uh, segment of the show. Yeah, that's right. The NFL decided to go to 17 games, and there's been pushback. There's been pushback from players. People are like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Uh, you know, it's, it's too much too much too taxing on my body it's too it's too risky it's too this it's too that and i'm like if okay if you're a team about a third maybe a little bit more make 
Uh, it's, it's actually a little bit more. Uh, make the playoffs every year. So any team that makes the playoffs right now is having 17 games. So half the teams don't even have those anyways. Uh, and the ones that win Super Bowls are, are, are winning 18, 19 games in a season. You know, uh, it depends on how many playoff games you play. Uh, would you play 19, 20 games in a season to win a Super Bowl? Absolutely. So you're playing extra games. And, and, and you, don't see, you don't see those teams that are really good having catastrophic injuries because they played extra games. It doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. Uh, and when you're minimizing preseason, like you should say, hurrah, hooray, hello, because going in a game where you're kind of in the game and you're not, you know, it's, I would say there's a higher probability of getting injured than a regular season NFL game. Uh, and, and not only the extra wear and tear on your body. So if you can take away two uh, preseason games, I think they're taking away one. But if it takes away time from the practice, so you're not having as much training camp practice, and it's like, yes. And then on top of it, you're getting paid so much more money. Like, I, it's, it's just to me, it's like, hello. And, uh, and so another game means more television revenue because they can put games on TV more so they can demand more money. They can get creative with a lot of games. We found through COVID, playing on a Tuesday wasn't so bad. Uh, this, this Amazon deal is talking about having a game on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. How fun would that be? I'd rather watch a game on Black Friday because I don't want to go out and fight and beat the crowds. I'd rather sit home, watch a game on Friday where all I'm doing is eating leftovers. Like I'm not, we don't have to sit down to a meal. We might not, you know, the game might get interrupted, whatever. And it's just, it's like, but having a game on Thursday and Friday and then, okay, we're going to take a day off on Saturday. Shoot, have another one on Saturday and Sunday as well. You know, the Thanksgiving NFL marathon weekend, whatever. There's enough people want it. And with all the different viewing options today, you, you, can, you can have so much more. So it makes the game and sustains the game's popularity. Massive, massive, massive. It also helps out in that teams that are like losing early on in the season, having that extra game could mean the ability to get in the playoffs. It's going to keep more teams alive for the playoffs than it is now. I mean, you, you lose early on in the season in the NFL, it's like it's over. And to be in October knowing you're not going to make the playoffs is not fun to go to work. And it's not fun for the fans either. So more people, as they say, that are mathematically still into the season on the, on the 18th week of the season, whatever the last week will be now, uh, it just makes it so much more exciting and so much more interesting. And having the ability to have more playoff games uh, is, is just – it's, it's fabulous. Look, the preseason is absolutely boring. Boring. Get it done with. Get it over with. Thank you very much. Move on. And then really the last thing is there's just so – you make so much more money as a player. And, it, and if you're a superstar, it may not impact you as much. But if you're, if you're one of the minimum salary guys that's in the first tier, you know, from one to three years or four years, whatever it is, um, that extra money is, is massive to you. Uh, I, I would not be surprised to see those first-tier rookie minimum salary uh, deals get to a million dollars. And and that and, and here's what it does. Because I noticed this, 
And I don't hear a lot of people talking about it, but I saw it happen. I saw it right before my eyes. The NFL before free agency, there were a lot of really good, savvy veteran players that really understood and knew how to play professional football. When free agency came, all those players got cut. And the, and the league shifted to young, inexperienced players because you can afford to keep more of them because of the salary tiers or and a superstar. So the superstar gets all the money and then you have a team full of inexperienced players and the quality of the product on the field has suffered. And, I, and, and one of the few teams, there were two, Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots recognized the value of these really good players. And so they just didn't overpay. But having the ability to pay players at that minimum will actually help keep some of those older players around. And if you can do that, you can actually improve the quality of play in the NFL. So there's, there's so many good reasons, and, I don't, and, the, and the only one, well, it just, it just exposes the players to a greater risk of injury. I'm calling BS on that. I just don't think it's true. And I'm calling, hey, BS on all this, because guess what? Helmets Off is now off. Please subscribe. Let us know how you feel about us and like us and love us and watch us and share us, because uh, we like what we do. All right, as I always say, uh, Helmets Off is now off. Um, until then, we'll see you then.